We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. Welcome in, front officers. I thought I... <laughs> Thought I'd give that give that one a try. Just kind of you know try it on, see how it feels. We'll go from there. We'll figure it out at some point. But front officers, <laughs> eh, I don't know, not not terrible, not terrible. Welcome in though. If you're coming in from YouTube, uh, make sure you do subscribe right here to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to turn on those notifications as well. And I've been saying it at the end of the show, so I'm gonna say it at the beginning this time. Go over to the podcast version as well over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Help us out. This really does help us. Toss us a rating. If you're on Spotify, toss us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a little comment. Tell us what nickname you like best for front office show viewers or listeners, whatever it is. Tell us something and put it in the review. We do appreciate it. It definitely does help us out. But anyway, all that aside. Hold on. I got to read this. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because this one came in just this week and I love it. it. It's from Lakers Girl 24 Forever. Great name. Great name. Thinking she's a uh, Kobe fan. Uh, Best podcast around for news around the NBA. Keith is very knowledgeable about this stuff and has a great passion for the NBA. Trevor is a fun host that is great at navigating the direction of the show every day. Trevor is a Lakers fan, which makes the pod even better. (laughs) (laughs) So I love that one. But yeah, we do. These are huge when you, especially when you do the written review, it helps us move up the, uh, the, the list and get more people listening to the podcast version, which may bring them eventually over to, to the YouTube version of the show. So, Thank you guys so much for all the support. We, we love you. Absolutely. All. Absolutely. People have been calling us the best kept secret in NBA podcasts. Let, yeah, let's not keep it a secret. secret. Let, let's get, let's get yeah. the word out. Let's get the word out. Yeah, Tell everybody. Absolutely. Um, Keith, let, let's start the show today with the Lakers because I'm biased. Uh, no, it's just, it just happens <laughs> to be the top of my, of, that's of for my, you Lakers girl, 24 forever. It is just for you <laughs> happens to be the top of my, of my document here, but uh, the Lakers, according to Dave McMenamin uh, talking with Adrian Wojnarowski said that the Lakers are going to have a hard time re-signing Malik Monk. Now this is not rocket science or anything. You know, he's, he's yeah. grossly outperformed or greatly outperformed. I should say his contract. He's on a veteran minimum deal right now. He's been fantastic for the Lakers, uh, and he's going to get a raise this offseason. The Lakers don't have cap space, so trying to pay him is going to be tough when most likely they're going to be limited to that taxpayer mid-level exception. Probably will get outbid for him, but we'll see what winds up happening there. But I think McMenamin is right. It will be tough for them to bring him back. Yeah, it was it was already a surprise when he took the minimum anyway, because it was 
relatively early-ish in free agency. We still had a lot of teams with their taxpayer, um, at least the taxpayer, if not the full non-taxpayer, MLE left. And I think there were still a couple teams with cap space left at the time he signed on. But clearly, I think his idea was, I'm going to sign on, I'm going to play a big role on a title contender, and then, you know, we'll, we'll parlay that into something else. But to your point, just, you know, I'm not trying to be, you know, snide here, I, I promise, but they're already committed to $145 million on next season's payroll. I'm projecting Kendrick Nunn and Russell Westbrook pick up their options in that mm-hmm. scenario. We know Westbrook yeah. will. That's a certainty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nunn, I, I'm just the more likely it looks like he doesn't play this season, the more likely I think, yeah, he's just going to say, I'll take my $5.25 million versus you know, gambling on something else this summer. So when you're at 145 million, well, the tax line projects to be 147 million. Now, why Trevor's saying they're limited to the taxpayer mid-level? Yeah, you're under, but that's with a grand total of five players on the roster. And you know what? I'm actually wrong. It's they're at 146.5 because I forgot to count in Austin yeah. Reeves, who clearly they won't right, they'll go pick up because he's been, they have a, they have a team. Yeah, he's a bargain. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, his they'll make his deal fully guaranteed at 1.56 million. So, so they're right there at the tax mm-hmm. line with six players on the roster. So clearly, they're going to be well above the tax uh, next season, which will limit them to be in the taxpayer MLE. And that's even though you know where that projects at at about 6.3 million for next season. That's just not going to be enough. I don't think from Leek Monk, I, I, my guess is somebody may give him their full taxpayer um, MLE just because teams are always looking for shooting and he's shown a little bit to do a little bit more as an on-ball creator and things like that. So yeah, I, I mean, unless he really, you know, says, you know what, this is where I want to be and they want to invest that full uh, taxpayer MLE into Malik mm-hmm. Monk, then maybe that's where he goes. But I don't know if that's the direction they're going to want to go either. He has expressed a lot of gratitude towards being in LA and the Lakers just believing him in him and giving him the opportunity yeah. to do some of the things that he wasn't able to do in, in Charlotte. And he's talked about how much he would love to stay long-term, but again, money matters, money matters. And if some team comes along yeah. and offers what, what would it be? The, the full mid-level will be right about 11 starting next season. Um, uh, yeah, it, right in that range ish. Let me let me look. I'll tell you ten point two six four. So so, so a little bit, little bit short there. Okay. Yeah, about four million. Okay. So I mean that's and that's significant money. You're talking about almost double, right? In terms of what you're what you're getting there. So yep. that's I think that's absolutely going to be a factor for Malik Monk. The only situation if you're a Lakers fan and you're hoping like, hey, maybe they can convince him to stay. Either you do some sort of wink wink thing, hey, take our our tax pyramid level at just about six. We'll do a one plus one, and then we'll we'll sign you once we can get some bird rights on you. Maybe you can do something like that, but again, that takes a lot of faith from the player, and it's a risk in terms of injury and all of that, or just that cap space. Right? There's not a lot of cap space out there this summer, but there's also not a lot of players that are worth spending cap space on. So, uh, it, like yeah. I said, big picture, like, it doesn't look great for the Lakers keeping Malik Monk right now. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's jump to the other LA team. The Clippers, uh, apparently, if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George cannot get back on the floor during the regular season, the Clippers are, are that's it, they're done. The Clippers aren't going to, you know, suddenly say, oh, well, okay, now you're healthy during round one of the playoffs. Here you go and toss them, toss them back in. They have to get back on the floor during the regular season, which 
I still, I think all season we've been approaching this as though eh, they're probably not going to be playing with Kawhi anyway. Then after Paul George got hurt, we've been saying he probably doesn't come back. I think there is still a little bit of hope out there that maybe they can get back there. But now we know the deadline is the end of the regular season to get them back on the floor and then have them actually available in the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's just it's too hard, right? Yeah. You're you're not going to be able to. You, you can't be one that would kind of presume maybe they would play in the play in Well, you're talking there. That's that single elimination or pseudo single elimination, depending on uh, what, where, where you land seed wise. So that turns into a situation where if you're the Clippers, that's not the time to be reincorporating guys into the lineup. And then you get into a spot where let's say you get into the actual playoffs. Also not a place to try to be reincorporating guys. And you're talking with Kawhi. He hasn't played all year. And Paul George has, by the time that rolls around, has not played in months. So that's not an easy, just slide these guys back in. They're also not like, um, gosh, uh, Kyle Korver type of player, Duncan Robinson, where it's just, hey, run the floor, shoot. Yo, or a PJ Tucker, play defense and run to the corners, right? They're not plug and play guys. These are, you know, we're going to build the entire thing and run around you um, the way we build this this team out. So, yeah, my guess is we're looking at them probably, if they're not back, I'll say within the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. So give it, you know, a little over a week to go in the regular season. If they're not back then. Um, I, I think we're they're they're probably done. We're probably not going to see them play this year. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty fair. Um, you know, it, it's the kind of thing where where what you're talking about in terms of reincorporating them into the roster into the lineup, it's not just about those guys getting back on the floor and getting yep. their legs under them. It's about the other guys and how they react to them. So it's an adjustment for Kawhi. It's an adjustment for Paul George. But the entire team has to adjust to their presence, and that's that's mm-hmm. where you can see the Clippers just say, you know what, we're not going to have time. And really they shouldn't force anything, uh, especially health wise. I think this team is set up for the future. So I don't think they have to yep. rush anything right now. Exactly. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason. Yep. All right. Let's, let's jump to the Philadelphia 76ers, the Brooklyn Nets, Ben Simmons, this whole situation. Um, Ron Gutterman did a great video for us earlier today about what's going on here, because this is, this is fascinating. I, it's, just when I think this whole Ben Simmons thing is is done, and we're like, okay, the, the trade happened. Here we go again. I mean, I suppose legal experts probably saw this coming. People who were expecting him to file a grievance saw this coming. I didn't see this coming. I did from from my perspective. I did not see this coming. That uh, the grievance thing. Okay, I could see where Ben Simmons would try to get the money back, but this whole plot that Kyle Newbeck wrote about. That Simmons is, because we talked about this, why would he go to Philly if he's not playing? Why bring him? Why go through all of that hassle? That the plan is for him to go so that when the crowd goes berserk and gets upset with him, when he files a grievance, he can say, see, look, this is a work environment that I could have never possibly been in. Therefore, it was impossible for me to complete my job. Therefore, I'm owed the money that was fine during the season for me not playing for the 76ers. This is this is next level stuff, and this is a twist that I was not I, I didn't see this coming, Keith. Maybe I should have, but I didn't. Yeah, I mean, 
I'm still at this point, nothing surprises me <laughs> with this whole situation anymore. And, you know, anybody who thought that the, the trade has been made, it's over. Like, no, we got a long way to go before this one's going to be resolved. Because uh, this, what this will turn into is you're talking $20 million, yeah. right? So it's not a small sum of money, even when you've got, you know, 100 million, you know, like Simmons does, you're not talking, you know, a tiny bit. So what's I think going to happen here is we're going to end up with this will drag out over probably the next six months to a year as, you know, there'll be all the, everybody will file their grievances and there'll be all the necessary research phases that go in everything. Then there'll be hearings and everything else. What I hope does not happen is that this becomes something that takes Ben Simmons away from the floor at all for Brooklyn, because strictly basketball wise, I'm beyond ready to move on. Like, let's go, let's just get this thing moving, but we're going to see where this goes. Cause yeah, no one's, no one is forfeiting $20 million without a fight. It's just, you know, that's not, not how that works. It's, you know, you're gonna, you know, put up that fight for it. So, and as far as them going today, yeah, I wasn't necessarily expecting that to be the reasoning, But I mean, it makes some sense, right? If, if if you think about it, and what they can always do is, if it gets to be too crazy, just leaves and goes back and sits in the locker mm-hmm. room and hangs out there until you know the game ends, and then he leaves with his team. So you know, let's let's see where this goes. My hope is we get past tomorrow. No major thing. You want to boo? You want to mm-hmm. kind of what we talked about yesterday, right over on Lakers Nation about Russell Westbrook. You want to boo? You want to yell stuff? Just keep it above the the yeah. line, and you're fine. Um, do what you need to do, and then let's move move on from this. And hopefully, we see Simmons on the floor, you know, in the next uh, you know five to ten days, and off we go. Reading between the lines, this is coming out ahead of time, right? There's probably a reason for that. That's probably the Philly side letting everybody know, hey, sure. this is what he's trying to pull yep. here. Everybody, pay attention. This is this is what this <laughs> is nice. what's going on. Do we get like some? tribute video or something from Ben Simmons from the 76ers tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, guys who played for teams for like a right? week it's get happening. tribute videos now. So yeah, we're going to see. I mean, Doc Rivers very, I believe genuinely when he said it was like, yeah, I think he does deserve a tribute video. Like he was part of a lot of mm-hmm. you know, winning here and some pretty good teams. So yeah, I mean, it's not going to go well if there is one. I mean, that's certainly, you know, and I, I, don't, I don't think he necessarily wants one either. I think, you know, if anything, that might be one where you, you know, let's hold it in reserve if we need need to get the crowd fired up tomorrow night and then we'll we'll play it and get them, get them riled up and going. Maybe that's when you drop it right. in there. But yeah, it's just, yeah, messy for sure. I think hold off on, on calling Skylar gray. It, that's, that's not necessary yeah. at, at this point. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> no, we don't need to do that. All right. Uh, the warriors, they are working out Tyreek Evans who already had a workout with the Milwaukee Bucks, trying to work his way back into the NBA. But Keith, this is, this is not easy. I mean, he's been away from the game for three years now. Ooh. That's a, yeah. that's a challenge, right? Getting back into the league after being gone for that long, even if you're out for a year, that's not easy to do. I mean, in any sport, if you're miss, if you're gone from the sport for any length of time, it can be difficult to get back up to speed, particularly when age starts to become a factor here. So I don't know. I don't really see Tyreek Evans as necessarily a fit with what the Warriors are trying to do, but it's just, mm-hmm. it's noteworthy that this is a guy who at one point was pretty good in this league. And now he's, he's going around trying to find a new landing spot. The Warriors are a team that was at least willing to, uh, to take a look. Yeah, I think, you know, Warriors taking a look. The Bucks already worked him out, uh, you know, recently as well. Uh, not only 
have been out for three years. He's 32. Yeah. He wasn't really good his last season uh, in the NBA with the Pacers. Now, maybe that was influenced by, you know, maybe maybe some of the substance abuse that was going on that has kept him out on the suspension. We, we don't know that, so I don't want to, you know, say that's for sure, but maybe that is why his play dipped because it did fall off pretty steeply mm-hmm. from the prior season um, at a weird point, you know, age 28 to 29 season. That's not a point where you would really say, Oh, what happened there? If it's not injury related or something else. So yeah, I, I mean, I hope he makes it back. I hope he has his life in order and he makes it back and somebody gets it. The thing that we said this at the time that he was reinstated, if that had only happened a couple months earlier when we were having, you know, everybody under the sun was getting COVID call-ups it would have been huge for yeah. him, right? Because he might have been able to get one of those uh, hardship 10 days, come in, really show what he could do, you know, kind of like a Lance Stevenson did um, and show, you know, hey, I can still play and then maybe earn his way back to the league that way. The, my guess is this is a, hey, let's take a look. Let's see what it looks like. And then teams do, they they kind of keep their emergency list just in case, you know, if something happens, uh, he's a guy who's in a situation because he, he would be playoff eligible if one of these teams needed Adam. But my guess is this will probably be, he may need to be one of the rare vets that takes a summer league invite mm-hmm. from a team yeah. and goes to summer league, shows what he can do there. And then maybe gets a training camp invite. Maybe he has to do some G league time. Yo, Michael, that direction. Now, I, it, it's getting a little late in the year to catch on with a G league team too. Now, because the G League season is almost over, um, it ends about a roughly two to four weeks before um, the, the NBA regular season does. So that's probably why he hasn't gone that direction yet. Um, but yeah, let's let's keep an eye on this one. But the other thing is the Warriors don't have a roster spot and they don't have an easy way to create mm-hmm. one either. Like, like they, they they would probably the only easy and I'm putting that in air quotes cut would be Damian Lee. And he's been a guy who's played real minutes for them and had played productive minutes at times for the Warriors. So my guess is this was just, hey, let's do a check-in and see where things are at. And then if we really have a need later, we'll we'll maybe go down that path. Wouldn't surprise me if he goes that summer league route. I mean, we saw Kenneth Fareed went that route. uh, But I want to Mm -hmm. say it was Michael Beasley, too, this last last summer that was playing for the Rockets. So maybe we see that. Maybe he pops up in Vegas uh, in July. We'll see. By the way, did you see this was – uh, it was a couple weeks ago now, Keith. I was I was excited. The NBA already released their summer league dates. Yeah, it's been the last yes. the last couple of years. We've been, it's been like last minute where you know, and you and like people like you and I were like waiting to make travel arrangements, all that kind of stuff. Yep. And we were finding out last minute, and it's nice to kind of have that normalcy again of okay, we already know when when summer league's going to be. Yeah, July seventh, mm-hmm. uh, Thursday, July seventh. Uh, also in, 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 in our world known as the day before Thor Love and Thunder uh, releases. So um, you right. know, for, for what's really important, keep, keeping the focus on that. <laughs> uh, and it's going to run to Sunday, July 17th. So We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I am super psyched because I love Summer League this year. I'm hoping to go. Um, that, that is the, that is the plan. All you know, the, the Smith household is all uh, you know set for that. So that is the hopeful plan. Um, my challenge with, uh, or I guess not challenge. The other thing I look forward to is the end of Summer League kind of is when I can start thinking about maybe a vacation yep. and, you know, winding it down for, you know, for, for a few weeks until, until we get right back into the madness of everything we get with no Olympics this year, no world cup this year, like this, it really has been since the bubble. It has been nonstop yep. basketball straight through. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to the summer and kind of, you know, settling the, in. The bubble pushed everything back, right? Because we had that weird, yep. we had that four month break. And so then yep. between the end of the bubble and the start of the next season, it was like a blink of an eye, right? And then the next season starts. Yeah, I mean, we went bubble right into the draft, right into yep. free agency, right into training. So games. for our world, even though yep. games weren't being played, it was still a very busy time right. in, in our world. And then we jump into this next season. And even that yep. season, because it went a little longer than than a typical season one into the summer, this yep. past summer was still shorter than what a normal. Now yep. we're going to be back onto a normal schedule in terms Ooh. of the break, which is Hallelujah. which is good and bad. Cause there's some time there we get, we get like mid August and we're kind of looking around and we're like, what? <laughs> there's nothing going on, but that's yeah. when we're going to be doing our, our Marvel movie shows and stuff like <laughs> <Yep>. that. <laughs> well, that's when I, I call it NB August yeah. on, uh, on, on Twitter. That's when somebody will, will do the things like, you know, I was looking at it. Are we sure that Clint Capella is not the best center in the league? <laughs> <laughs> like somebody will throw that out there randomly and it becomes like, man, we are deep into the, yep. you know, NB August, uh, uh, conversation here, but we're, we're getting ahead of yes, ourselves. We we're, we're still you know, several months from there, but yeah, you know, cool, cool to see the summer league dates come out and you start, start doing a little bit of planning. All right. Let's talk a little bit about, well, I guess we shouldn't leave the warriors here. Uh, James Wiseman is going to play in a couple of yeah. G league games to get his legs under him a bit. So that's, that's good to hear that he's going to be back taking the floor. We still have heard that he's not expected to be part of the warriors rotation or anything like that, but this is still a talented young player. You want him back. You want him healthy. And, and who knows, maybe, you know, plans change all the time. So maybe he does become a factor for the warriors at some point, but getting back on the floor to play in a couple of G league games. Yeah, it's not like he has to, uh, you know, bypass 1986 Bill Walton as a backup center for the Warriors. Um, you know, Bill Walton, you know, should have won Sixth Man of the Year for that Celtics team. May have? I don't think he did, but if he didn't, he should have. Um, but like, yeah, it's not like he's got to overcome a, you know, superstars behind uh, Kevon Looney and Draymond Green in the front court. So I continue to believe, yes, I think they're making it very easy by saying we have no expectations. But if he looks okay. 10, 15 minutes a night, rest of the year into the playoffs. Great. Yep. Perfect. That's what you get. And then you, then you, you know, maybe, maybe hopefully that's the launch into a big third season for James Wiseman. Mm -hmm. Yep. That would be the hope from the Warriors side of things. Uh, Domitas Sabonis jump over to Sacramento yeah. here from Golden State uh, suspended for one game contact with an official. Um, certainly not what the Kings were hoping for the Kings. Nope. It's another <laughs> kind of lost season for, for Sacramento, yeah. but 
Sabonis, kind of their their shiny new toy, the guy that they just went and traded for, and now he's going to be out for for a game. Yeah, he was very upset uh, off a call, got a technical, then basically charged the referee and bumped into him and then was thrown out. So um, the Kings are now, they're now four games behind the Pelicans. When you get down to this few games left left to play, you start thinking that's probably about it. Um, They're also, they've only got 15 games left. They're one of the teams that's played uh, the most games in the league. They've already played 67 games, so... Four game, make up four games, and with fifteen left, that's that's a lot like that. And it's actually it's five in the loss column too, which is starts to become the real important number to look at there. So, and as we talk about all the time, they have to climb San Antonio and Portland to do that. Climbing Portland might not be all that hard right that's now. True. I don't know if you've looked at some of the lineups they're rolling out there uh, lately. Yeah, not a. Uh, not exactly filled with uh, you know NBA talent. Now, cool that those guys are getting their opportunity. I think it's great. Maybe they'll unearth a player or two right. for next season's rotation as they rebuild that roster, but uh, not not exactly trying their best. I also think San Antonio's concerned about getting exactly one more win this really? season to give Why? Pop the yeah <laughs> to give Pop the record yep. and then call it a year uh, for for them. I don't know how hard they'll be playing. So I'm starting to think we might be set here mm-hmm. in the West. Western Conference, as far as uh, the, uh, the the playing teams, but you know maybe someone can, can can take a couple more swings in the pillow fight down there. That's exactly what it is. Um, okay, Lou Dort, Mike Muscala, Ty Jerome, all out for the season for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. But again, this is a team that's they're they're not like it's not good. It's not good, but this is not a team that's you know in the playoff hunt or, or anything like that. Yeah. So they'll they'll you know. Be cautious here. Shut those players down. Let them recover from various injuries, and uh, and then we'll see what they can do this summer with their draft picks. Yesterday, we talked a little bit about how their picks aren't quite as valuable as they appear on the surface, but still a lot in terms of just volume quantity. Yeah, people did not like that. People didn't like. Oh, I saw that in some of the comments. <laughs> oh, yeah, there there were a few comments. Which fine, great. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they all end up awesome. But call me skeptical. I mean, still the the quantity of picks could turn into mm-hmm. something. We'll yeah. we'll see. Well, what I will say, why this becomes more interesting. So in the case of uh, Jerome, he's already had his option picked up, his fourth-year mm-hmm. rookie-scale option, at $4.2 million for next year. Um, Mike Muscala's got a $3.5 million team option. In general, you would look and say, yeah, they'll probably decline that and move on. But for what he's meant to that team, and they've enjoyed having him there, as long as whatever this um, surgery corrects, I believe it's an ankle surgery, gets him right, I think they'll bring him back. It's Lou Dort that his situation gets very interesting. So the Thunder have a $1.9 million team option, and it is a true team option. It's not a non-guarantee. So it's a true team option. And why they set that up that way is if he had broken out, which kind of did, and then he regressed Mm -hmm. a little bit, and then he kind of got back to being, you know, the, the guy that we all liked in the bubble season. They set it up that way. So what they can do is decline that and make him a restricted free agent this summer which means then they really control the process they can then do what they need to do to get him on his next contract really keep things you know in their team control with that if they pick up that team option yes you get him at a very cheap 1.9 million but then he's an unrestricted free agent after the season and that becomes a little messy my guess is when you have a surgery and it's a shoulder surgery for him it's torn labrum when you have a surgery that's going to shut you down like this it's because you and the team know where you're headed already. 
um, as far as what the offseason plans are. My guess is that offseason plan is we're going to decline that, then we're going to get you signed to a you know, good fair value contract, probably you know something in the range of the, the mid-level exception money to, to start it out, and then we'll go from there. That's just you know reading the tea leaves a little. We didn't talk about mm-hmm. this before, um, and I want to bring it up here because it's just another contract thing that caught my eye. We did talk about the Spurs. Um, they, they, maybe we did talk about this, but I, I don't think we got into this detail, but they straight converted the contracts for Devonte Kaycock and Joe Weiskamp. Right. Um, but it was a straight conversion. There was no extra year signed, which tells me the Spurs are lining up everything to go for, you know, full, uh, cap space. Maybe we did talk about we that, did. but if we didn't, okay. I just want to make sure I covered it. Yeah, we, no, no problem. We want to make sure we check all those boxes yeah. and we and we discuss that because that I mean that's certainly something that could matter, particularly in, a, yeah. in an off season coming up. There's not a lot of cap space, so if you're a nope. team that's got yeah. something to spend, then yep. well, you're probably going to be a landing spot. Want to chase a DeAndre Ayton or Miles Bridges or somebody like that, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, facilitate a trade for John Collins, a guy that I thought they should have signed last year. Yep. Still think should be on the Spurs. You know that would be you know huge as well. Uh, one other thing on the Thunder. Um, they haven't ruled him off for the year, but they said it's going to be a while for Josh Giddy. Mm. Uh, he's dealing with what they, they they said was a very painful hip injury, so we may not see Josh Giddy again this year, which would be yeah, be a disappointment because he's been yeah been he's been he's been really good. NBA Chalamet. All right, let's um let's take a look. Let's go to the the Wizards. The Wizards. There's actually a lot Wizards wise here to get through, um, and I guess we'll start with John Wall. He is actually open to returning to the, the Wizards kind of need a point guard now. And John Wall is open to returning yeah. to the Wizards. The only question for me is, how does he get there? <laughs> how do you, is there, <laughs> are you going to do yeah. a buyout on a $47 million a direct flight from Houston well, to Washington? I would right? imagine. I would think so. So <laughs> physically he can get there, but contractually, how do you yeah. get him? Are you going to do a buyout on a $47 million contract when we've been hearing, and maybe this changes that John Wall is not interested in giving back money. So what does Houston do with him this offseason? Can they find a trade for him? And maybe you trade him somewhere to a team that will then buy him? I, I, I don't know. It's yeah. him being willing to go there would be more interesting to me if he was a pending free agent or something like that. But with $47 million still on his contract, I don't know exactly how that's going to work out. But if somehow he shakes loose, becomes a free agent, gets bought out, whatever it is, maybe Washington could be a landing spot for him. I don't. We talked about this before we came on. I don't see Washington just trading for him. That's too many salaries no. to stack up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's your my, – my joke was, well, he could trade the package they traded to uh, with the Lakers KCP, for Russell Westbrook. To, <laughs> yeah, KCP, Kuzma. They already traded Harold, yep. but, you know, substitute uh, Daniel Gafford in his place or something. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, and, and they're not going to do no. that. I mean, that's not – that doesn't make sense. I, I what I wonder in in would to to why we're putting credence in this came from David Aldridge who's been around the NBA forever but knows the Wizards better than just about anybody else too because he's in that area, um and he basically said there were two things um that kind of caught my eye in it is John Wall's not opposed to it. The Wizards do need a point guard. Uh, they, they don't really have a long-term point guard answer. And he also said it's not something Bradley Beal is opposed to mm-hmm. either. So that's obviously, you know, that's, that's starting to put the pieces in place you need to make this happen. What I wonder with John Wall is it was never going to happen that he was going to buy out two years and $91 million um, on his contract. One year, 47. Let's say you lower that down to 35. 
Yeah. Right. Just to get free and go somewhere where clearly you were, you were happy and you had the best years of your career. Then off you go and you, you do that. Cause it's very clear. Even next year, he's not going to play for Houston. Um, it's, it's not, it's not as much about him as a player, but that number is just so big. It's hard to make that trade. I fully realize that it's happened. I know it was on the table for him to go to the Lakers for Westbrook right. and all that. But, but reality is that's just becomes a very hard number to move. So yeah, my guess is that may become more likely to be a buyout because Houston's also not in a position to use cap space this summer anyway. So why not just eat the money, let them free save a little bit off. Maybe that puts you in range of being able to use the full uh, non-taxpayer mm-hmm. with no le- no worries. Then you can add something maybe that helps you longer term as you build around your kids and off you go. Yeah, I mean, you can look at it two ways, right? You can look at it as you're paying, you're going to, okay, you're the, the Rockets, you're going to pay $35 million for nothing? Well, you're already, it's yeah. already kind of a sunk cost. You're going to pay $47, pay $47 million, million for nothing. For if nothing. you can, so if you can pay $12 million less, like, Okay. Right. Yep. I mean, that's that $12 yeah. million is $12 million. That's a lot. That's yep. a lot of money. Yep. So yeah, that, that frees you, that puts you where you can definitely go then get, it's not cap space, but it turns yeah. into, all right, we can now we're nowhere near the tax. We can go use our, you know, full non-taxpayer MLE and go get a player who can you know maybe fit with Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, Christian Wood, and, you know, see if we can start to move this thing forward. And even, even beyond the, the cap stuff, just organizationally, if you go to you, mm-hmm. you go to a team owner and you say, "Hey, would you like to save twelve million dollars?" Yes, yeah. yes, I would like to yep. do that. Right, yeah. so yeah, so exactly. maybe maybe that's something yep. that uh, that yeah. can be worked out there. Uh, One other thing, yeah. too, just with the Rockets too, they're starting to run up against it a little bit with roster spaces. Mm-hmm. They're going to add two more first round draft picks this year, and they only have right now two true free agents because. Wall is not going to opt out. That is 100% clear um, that he's not opting out. So they only have Bruno Fernando and Dennis Schroeder as true free agents. Yeah, they could wave a couple guys and clear roster spaces if they needed to. But there's there those are more young guys that they'd rather have, and they like kind of being around on their team. So that's the other challenge is too right. Eventually, you want to free up some roster spots because you want to be in a in a spot next season to kind of churn maybe the bottom of the roster a little bit, you know, maybe bring in three, four guys to camp, really let them find it out. First spot, see the one you like kind of, you know, see, right. That's how they found Jay Sean Tate. Mm-hmm. They brought him in and, you know, he, he earned his way onto the team and has now become a, you know, a, you know, relatively solid starter for them. So, so that's just another thing to factor in as we start looking at this a little bit more in depth. I, I, I don't think John Wall will be there next year. I think, yeah. More likely than not, they'll come to some form of buyout agreement that sets him free and saves Houston some money. And it makes sense too. Like John Wall, giving up one year of your career already—that's that's tough. Yep. Two years. Yep. That's. I mean, there's something's going to happen this summer, one way or another. Yeah, and he's 32 at the start of next yeah. season, so it's not. Uh, yeah, ticking. you don't want to be. You don't want to be going into free agency at before your age 33 season, not having played for basically at that point two and a half right. years. That's not where you want to be. That's 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 bad. I mean, we just talked about it, right? That's where Tyreek Evans is, mm-hmm. and look what's yo know, what's what's happening there. So completely different situations how we got to that point, but you might end up in the same spot of it's hard to find a job at that yeah. point. Absolutely. Um, still more Wizards. Kristaps Porzingis looked pretty good at yeah. his Wizards debut. 
Uh, kind of looked yep. like his his old self. Now, of course, we know we know you can never assume that Kristaps is like fully <laughs> back or anything because things happen. But twenty five points, five boards, two blocks in just twenty one minutes. His wizard Wizards debut. That's pretty solid. I mean, this is what we were talking about. Why, if you're the Wizards, you take this gamble? You took two contracts that you didn't really want anymore, and maybe Kristaps isn't worth what he's getting paid, but he's got a ceiling. He's got a higher ceiling than the two guys that you gave up. If he does hit mm-hmm. that, then you come out ahead. So it's it's a worthwhile yep. gamble for them. Again, it's just one game. We know he has trouble staying on the floor. We'll see what happens from here. But so far, so good in that, that one outing. Yeah, I mean, this is one where it's going to take well into next season to fully judge it. Right now, it looks like it could be okay for both sides because Dinwiddie and Bertons are both playing really well in Dallas. And I think maybe this is just one where everybody needed that change of scenery and a better fit in another place. Um, and I do kind of like the idea if I'm Washington of, all right, next year I've got KCP, Kuzma, Porzingis, I get Bradley Beal, yep. I get John Wall back maybe. And here you go. That's, you know, and then I've got Danny Avdia, Rui Hachimura, who very quietly, it's a super small sample size, but he was shooting over 50% from three up until the other day, starting to show a little bit more there off the bounce. Uh, Tomas Sadoransky went back there very quickly. Maybe he would stick around. All of a sudden, you know, you've got Gafford. That starts to look like, all right, you might have something mm-hmm. there. Not Probably not a contender, but that's a team that could get themselves in the mix for the sixth seed, maybe. You know, if everything kind of goes right, guys develop, guys stay healthy. So, but especially when it comes to Porzingis and to some extent Bradley Beal, and obviously if they went the John Wall route, him, the health part is is a major concern. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll see what happens there, but so far so good. For Porzingis, last thing, the Wizards did wave Joel Ayayi, and they signed Jordan Shakel uh, to replace him. Uh, I mean, I've got a little bit of experience with Joel Ayayi. He just he hasn't quite clicked at the NBA level. We got to see him a lot with the Lakers in summer league and everything. And just things were just a bit off with him. Still interesting with the with the skill set, but Wizards do move on from him. Yeah, it's one of those things where you you'll see some teams do these now that the G League deadline is is not a thing again this year um we're starting to see it turn into a little bit of a uh hey we, we can do some 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 roster you know shuffling uh with, with this um joel Ayayi, the reality is he also struggled in the g league he did, did not play not play poorly but it was not great mm-hmm. in the g league whereas jordan shakel um showed a little bit more of ability to kind of get his own shot create some off the dribble and do some stuff so i think it's just hey let's let's kind of change this out and i i thought something might be com- coming with for them when they were left with really raul Neto and then nothing mm-hmm. else and then it was like Hey, Charlotte, will you throw in Ish Smith because we need a point guard? And then we're also going to go sign Tomas Sadoransky as well on the bio market. It's like you had Joel Liai that you could have just played, you know, as a backup point guard. And it was like if you weren't willing to go there, then that starts to tell me all right, you're, you're you, you were ready to move. Absolutely. On. Absolutely. All yeah. right. I think that wraps things up for today. Got through a lot, but. Appreciate everybody joining us, front officers. Thank you for, for coming along for the for the <laughs> ride here. Make sure you are subscribing to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Turn on those notifications as well. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.